0: are now listening to Rosie Reacts. Real reviews. Hi there everyone. I hope you guys have been keeping well. I know I have not been podcasting in a while and I thought I'd just update you on what has been going on. There's been a pandemic as you guys already know and it's been quite difficult and challenging For me personally and for the entire planet. So I thought I'd take a break from the podcasting world and focus more on my personal life and my finances and friends and family. And I didn't really have anything that inspired me to podcast, but I've actually got really sort of annoyed or like, kind of like, I don't know how to explain it, but just really aggravated by a certain situation that has been brewing in the press recently. And this situation involves some celebrities or like pseudo celebrities, as I like to call them, because they're not really famous for anything in particular, apart from like being... In the public eye, as in like reality stars. So by now you must have read all the different like tabloids and uh, YouTube videos, watched them, and heard what TMZ had to say about it. But there have been rumors swirling that Scott Disick, Courtney Kardashian's ex-boyfriend, the father of her three kids, A 37-year-old or 38-year-old man is now dating Lisa Renna's daughter, her youngest daughter, Amelia Gray Hamlin, which I personally believe to be pretty disgusting, seeing that she is only 19 years old. So let's go back in time and really check out both of their lives, their history and get a better feel for why they are progressing down this road and if it's like a pattern in their lives or just something that is a new like kind of like adventure kind of thing that they're just embarking upon or like a phase in their life because to me this seems like really erratic behavior on the part of sc- Got Disick and on Amelia Gray because it's not every day that you see high profile people displaying what I would say is very poor judgment in the love life department. And I know there's a lot of like weird and failed relationships in Hollywood, but. After the Me Too movement and all that, for this to be just, like, not considered weird or nasty or gross in any way, shape, or form by the public or their respective families and no one questioning their relationship is really odd to me and kind of disturbing. And I just wanted to elaborate on why I think this. And it's not just something that I've formulated in my mind because of the age difference straight away. It's the patterns in behavior and also sort of like addressing and touching upon mental health issues. And of course, I'm putting a disclaimer out there. I do not know them personally, and I don't know their personal backgrounds, but from what we have heard on their reality TV shows and in the tabloids and on TMZ and so on and so forth, I'm making my opinion about them based on this, based on the things that they have actually thrown out there in the world and talked about themselves. So I'm going to get into it. So you want to know my opinion? I will give it to you at the end of this podcast. But what I want to touch on now is Scott Desick. Let's go through the history of Scott Disick and try and figure out why he behaves the way he behaves. So as you all probably know, Scott Disick is the ex-lover of Kourtney Kardashian, the oldest Kardashian sister, actually the oldest sibling in the Kardashian clan, so they started dating just before I believe the Kardashian show actually started airing on E! on the E! Network, and they have been off again on again boyfriend and girlfriend for a long time, And this sort of like ended kind of like a few years after their first or second, their second child was born, um, Penelope. And Courtney decided she could not take the constant cheating and all the rumors and all his erratic behavior any longer. And they basically decided to go their separate ways because it was not good for either of their mental health. They're both struggling and it seems that they were better off co-parenting because they do a pretty good job, I have to admit, co-parenting from what I can see. Um, You don't hear anything crazy about them fighting over their kids or anything like that now that they're separated and they're living their own lives, basically. They both have moved on. In terms of relationships, they've both had plenty since they have broken up, and I think it's been healthy for them, but I'm not sure the caliber and basically people that they're dating are good for them and good for the actual people that they're dating, and we'll get a bit into that right now, so I'm going to touch on Courtney Kardashian first and then move on to Scott Disick. So, Kourtney Kardashian had a really tumultuous relationship with her former boyfriend, partner, I guess, Scott Disick, and it went up and down, and they were making up and breaking up constantly, and there was a lot of fighting and a lot of mis-placement of, like, trust which should not have been placed upon this man because he was very immature at the time and very mentally not ready to have a kid or be in a long-term relationship. Not to say that he has not improved in his ability to be a reliable parent now and a good co-parent. But going back to Courtney, so after she Kind of got rid of Scott from her like dating life or personal like love life. She moved on to a series of younger men. So Scott originally I think is like three or four years younger than Courtney and she moved on to much younger men than Scott. And this is a pattern that both The ex-lovers, Courtney and Scott, actually have been displaying in their new relationships, so they've both been consistently dating much younger people than them, which is fine, but when I actually tell you the age differences between them and their respective partners or ex-partners, you might find it a bit weird, like, I did because it's kind of like it's a bit shocking. So Courtney was dating a guy called Jonas or Eunice and I believe he was French and he was in his early 20s very very early 20s and she was in her late 30s and I believe she moved on from him and at some point she was said to be dating And I don't know if this was before or after Jonas or Eunice, but she was also said to be dating or, like, seeing or, like, I don't know what it was, like, a thing with, she had a thing with uh, Justin Bieber. And then after Eunice or, or whichever relationship, she had been spotted with Luke, Sabat, and I believe he's from the spinoff from that show Blackish. I think it's Grownish or something like that. And he's the lead character in that. And I believe he's also in his really early 20s or slightly under. Not quite sure. But that's her dating history. And I don't really have much to say on that because I feel like men have been doing this for years and years and years. Going out around town with women who are young enough to be their child, basically. And no one says anything. No one even bats an eyelid. But if a woman does it, people talk. And I feel like good for her she's just dating them it's nothing serious even if it is that's her business and I feel like yeah that's good for her it's not particularly what I would do but not to say that it's I find it really terrible or anything like that now we're going to move on to Scott Disick As a woman, doesn't it just infuriate you, well, actually as a normal member of the human race or like society, doesn't it infuriate you when you see a man running around, a grown man with kids running around with a child, a child bride, a child girlfriend, a child mistress. To me, it's gross. But I'll get to that later. So let's talk about the actual meat of what we're here to talk about, which is Scott Disick. Scott Disick has been gracing our screens on the e-network for about over a decade now, and. It has been interesting to say the least. He started off as an annoying, goofy, kind of impulsive, childish, kind of like douchebag character. And I have to say, I feel like he has grown and has evolved in many ways, but not all. I feel like he has become a better man in certain aspects, like stepping up and taking care of his kids and putting his kids first, um, making a good living, um, he's more settled in his ways now, he's not so erratic, I don't believe he has as many drug and alcohol problems as he did in the past, and he could not really control himself I feel like he's got a better handle on that whole situation now. But I did hear recently, at I, I believe sometime this year in 2020, he did end up going to rehab during the pandemic. So I'm not quite sure what is going on there. But he he seems kind of like together. So going back to his dating history, he's had a quite an interesting dating history and I'm just going to uh, go through it just from the point of from for reference basically and also for the fact that we want to just have a look in, I, I don't believe I can get chronological or, order for you but um, just from Courtney Kardashian onwards so what we've seen on E! so far and then from that onwards what he's been up to in his love life. So just a disclaimer again, I do not know exactly who he's been dating because I am not a member of his family or a friend of his, and I am just taking this from the tabloids and from TMZ and other sources and from what he has displayed publicly on social media and on other forms of media like the show, like the e-network show, Keeping Up with Kardashians, and so on and so forth, so if I've missed anything out, or I have not reported anything accurately, it's just the information that I'm getting from the internet. So before I get into this, do keep in mind that he is a father of three of Courtney's children. All of her children. And he's had quite a colorful history with the women. So I am actually quoting from Life & Style magazine, um, the article they released, um, I believe, in two two 2020. Um, let me get the date for you guys. So that's November 17th, 2020. So after Courtney, reportedly this is what they claim, that he dated Chloe Bartoli and I don't really know who she is and I haven't done any research on her because um, there's quite a few women so I did not bother to research her. She, There's a picture of her in Life & Style magazine and she's wearing a Gucci belt. She looks like an influencer or I'd say maybe a D-list celebrity or I'm not quite sure, or an actress, an up-and-coming actress or something like that, Um, or just maybe a socialite, so I'm not sure about her, and um, it just says, basically, they had a brief kind of, like, fling, um, and it was hot and heavy, and that's it, and that was um, the year that they had this relationship was in the year 2020. Not, oh, not 2020. I meant the year 2010. That's when they began hooking up. And then the last time they were linked together was May 2017. And this was just prior to his relationship with um, Sophia Ritchie. But before Sophia Ritchie relationship, He was actually spotted in June 2017 with Bella Thorne. And they were spotted in Cannes together at the famous Cannes Film Festival. And apparently nothing really happened between them, but it looked like things happened between them not sure what happened really and shortly after that he was in a long-term relationship with Sofia Richie and i believe this started like late 2017 early 2018 and that lasted a really long time and you did see some of the relationship play out on keeping up with the kardashians which was really like awkward to me Because it kind of, it looked really uncomfortable. Because she looked like she was trying to be an adult, like, older than she was. And be the stepmom to his kids with Courtney. And it was very, it just looked very, like, disjointed and not very organic. Not that situations like that are or anything but awkward at the best of times, but this looked like she was trying to be someone she's not in front of him and play a role. And he pretty much looked like he was in charge, and he he was in charge, and she knew it, and kind of like a... I don't know. It kind of looked weird. Like, kind of like far. uh, I got a fatherly vibe kind of thing. Like, he was looking after her and she was, I don't know, playing the good girl daughter role. Sounds gross, but you know what I mean. Anyway, shortly after that, he was seen with Megan Blake. Irvin, and I don't know who that is. So according to Life & Style magazine, they were first um, seen dating in 2016, him and Megan. And then again, they're spotted in October 2020. And then to his latest conquest, which is Amelia Gray Hamlin. And Amelia Gray Hamlin, as you guys know, I watch. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Amelia Gray has been on there many times since her mother Lisa Renna has gray star screens and we've kind of seen her grow up from a child attending school to an adult and we've seen her go through things and stuff like that which I will touch on in a moment But it's kind of strange for me to see these two reality worlds colliding and I'm sure it's strange for a lot of people that watch both the Kardashians and Beverly Hills. So according to Life & Style magazine, they arrived together at a Halloween party at the same time and that's how people found out that they were actually a thing. And the thing that has everyone talking is basically they were spotted on the beach while she was, as TMZ claimed, um, very scantily clad. And he had his arm around her and they were walking down the beach. And they kind of confirmed their relationship that way and with a few other posts and things like that as well. Now, before I give you my full unedited opinion on this whole situation, I'm going to do a little deep dive into Amelia for you guys, and a bit of her dating history, and a bit of her background as well. But actually, before I go into that, I've got to touch on Scott Disick's health issues so he's had a lot of mental health issues and we've seen that play out on Keeping Up with the Kardashians so I believe that he's had a lot of anxiety issues in the past he's had drinking issues and perhaps drugs but it was not really addressed um, verbally but I'm guessing drugs were involved too and also he's had issues with depression and he's had suicidal thoughts, and um, I believe that he was suicidal on the phone a few times on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And he threatened to kill himself, and he's had many kind of different kind of episodes involving his mental health on the show. And I do understand that people go through things in life and I feel like he's in a much better place mentally than he was about five to ten years ago. And I do give him credit for that. But I don't know if it is enough. I feel like he should do a bit more work on himself because of the people that he's picking to get into these relationships with so I'll touch on that in a second but I'm gonna go back now to Lisa Renner's daughter Amelia Gray Hamlin. So all I know about Amelia Gray's previous relationships is that she dated quite recently Mercer Widerhol, Widerhorn Weeder, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Weeder, Horn Mercer, weederhorn, and that kind of lasted, I think, for a while. Um, there's no actual date on here. Again, I'm quoting from Life and Style magazine. They don't really have a timeline for this particular relationship, but I'm guessing it lasted about a good just under a year or something like that and it was actually noted like it was mentioned on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills the latest season, I think this season or this season prior to that um, and yeah, it, she wasn't seen with him or anything like that, it was just mentioned but apparently according to Life and Style it ended amicably because they're still following each other on their social media, on Instagram, and things like that, so it had to have been quite a easy happy breakup. So now I just want to talk about her parents. Her parents are Harry Hamlin and Lisa Renner, and they're both actors. And with the world of acting comes a lot of stress and strain and anxiety because you're never good enough and you have to audition in front of so many people and you are constantly put down and told you're not good enough, you're not the look that they're going for and you're not skinny enough, etc. So I think acting had given Lisa Renna a complex about this and she'd always kept her maintained her weight and kept it low because i think at the back of her mind she knew that she had to look a certain way and be a certain weight and i feel like it kind of turned into an eating disorder and it has been mentioned on the real housewives of beverly, beverly hills um this season that she could have given her daughter Amelia an eating disorder because Amelia has been suffering from an eating disorder over the last few years and I don't think this is something that just goes away. But she does claim and so does Rena that she's overcome this eating disorder and I think it's something that you have to kind of live with for the rest of your life. It's just something that you have to be aware of and watch yourself because I don't think these kind of things go away. I think they kind of just like manifest in times of stress and um, times of hardship, they manifest more and in in happier periods of your life, they kind of get kind of like pushed away to the side. So it feels as though it's kind of gone. But that's a dangerous slippery slope and I hope she still is going to see someone and talk to a psychiatrist about this because I think the ongoing conversation about how to manage it and deal with it when she does have stressful periods in her life um, would be really helpful to her as she's so young. And also, Lisa Ren I feel like she needs to address it and just come out with it and say. Yeah, I do have an eating, eating disorder and it's okay and I'm dealing with it and I feel like she should go to deal with it because it's just going to get worse as she gets older and I don't feel like she has ever even admitted it to herself. So, that is interesting and I hope she does seek help for that because it's just it just something that gets in your way in life. I have been around a lot of people with different spect- uh, who fall into different eating disorder spectrums, um, from overeaters to people who suffer from anorexia and bulimia. And I've seen how it affects their lives and it's not good and I, I really do wish the best for both of them and I hope they address this situation. With that said, I know Renna and Amelia both have a lot of body image issues, and Rena's obviously had a lot of things done to her body. She's had a breast augmentation um, to increase the size of her breasts, and also she's had a lot of things done to her face. And I don't know if she wants to admit that or not, or if they're like just fillers and, Botox and things like that, but she's done a lot of stuff to her face. So Amelia Gray has also had a lot of things done. I believe she has fillers in her face, um, lips, and I don't know other places. And I believe also she may have had Botox as well. I'm not sure of any other surgeries to the face, but yeah, those are the things. And she's also previously come out saying that she had a breast reduction at the age of 16, which I think is a crazy age to have a breast reduction, but then I read the article further and it's because she had an infected nipple piercing and the only way to recover from that was to get a breast reduction apparently. So, she underwent that. And firstly, if I was the parent of Amelia Gray, I would not have let her get a nipple piercing before the age of 16 in the first place. And that would have led to her not having to have a breast augmentation or a breast reduction in the first place. Just saying, I'm just putting that out there. It just seems like a bit of irresponsible parenting. So moving on, I just wanted to talk about some of the issues that... Amelia Gray had that were highlighted on the show The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills by her mother bringing them up and her her, herself bringing them up on this platform um, of the show. So the first issue that she talked about was anxiety. So she suffers from a lot of, like, generalized anxiety about, like... A lot of different issues in the house and like being alone at home and like I think traveling and being away from her parents and that's why she had to come back home from university because she went to college at um, in somewhere in New York I think NYU or I'm not I'm not quite sure exactly where but she came back home because she felt like she couldn't cope and she felt like she was slipping back into her old habits because she did suffer from an eating disorder which was discussed at length by her mother and her on the show and I think that basically that was an excuse cuz she didn't want to go i think that was p- part of the reason and her anxiety that she wanted to come back from university but i think it was also she just couldn't like cope with like the whole like situation and everything like that and a lot of kids do that and they feel like university is not for them but they don't want to make it look like they can't cope and they want to use some kind of other reason to mask what is really going on in their life and why they do not want to actually you know, go ahead and go forward with their college plans. So that being said, she did talk about her eating disorder. She, I believe, suffers from anorexia, and she has said that, uh, her and her mother, Lisa Rana, have said that she has overcome this eating disorder, and it was really critical and, uh, like, a Uh, not critical. It was a very like tumultuous part of her life. And she has now overcome that. But as I said before, you can't just overcome something like an eating disorder. It's not that simple. It's not something that just goes away. And I know this because I've had numerous family members and friends go through this and it's a lifelong struggle that people have to deal with. And by them just saying that it's something so easy, like it's, Just basically dismissing and saying that she's overcome it kind of like minimizes the situation because it is a big, larger conversation that people should be having with their kids, especially now in the day and age of social media where everyone's so airbrushed and looks perfect and great, and they're not really. There's a lot of flaws that are hidden behind these social media pictures, and I feel like These looking at these images of these skinny girls and things like that could have triggered this in Amelia. And of course, her mother, not admitting that she has an eating disorder, but we all know she does. And portraying herself in a manner that is very like, look at me, I want attention for my body and my skinniness and this and that. Uh, not for my intellect or like my career or anything like that, but look at me and the the very, the Hollywood mom, the Hollywood kind of lifestyle, Um, basically getting praise and congratulations for looking a certain way. And everyone has to be a certain kind of like Barbie doll image. That is what I believe can trigger things like this in especially in young girls and she had been suffering from it while she was at school of school age so i don't think it's far-fetched to say that she is not over this because this is a lifelong thing that she has to deal with and neither has her, is her mother with her personal eating struggles as well so i feel like she is not of like I'm not going to say sane mind. I'm going to say she's not altogether there with who she is as a person. She she doesn't know herself. She's still trying to find herself. She's really young, and I feel like Scott Disick is using this as an opportunity to prey on the weak. I feel like Scott is exhibiting gross, nasty, predatory behavior. He's always the predator going after the little a teenager, in fact, because 19, he dated um, Sophia Ritchie when she was 19, and now the Hamlin girl at 19. It's getting really creepy, and he's kind of fitting that mold of the stereotypical, like, older Hollywood gentleman who is after younger, little, young little girls, kind of like Pedophilic in a sense. I feel like he would not be happy if his daughter Penelope was dating someone who was a father of three and had a lot of mental health issues and substance abuse issues and alcohol issues and had a kind of seedy, like, strained past, I would say, and was so much older than his daughter i feel like he would not be happy with that no man would really a good father would not be happy with that and i feel like just to put things in perspective he should like think about that i think all all like men who are doing these gross things should be really thinking about that if that was their child how would they feel but again it's never considered and it's just seen as normal by society. And I feel like now is the moment that we should be expelling these kind of bad behavior patterns from society. And people should be saying something about it. People should be ranting about it. People should should be raving about it. And it should be known to the predator, in this case, Scott Disick, that This is not okay. This is not okay. It's not okay to constantly date teenagers, basically, and get away with it. It's not okay. Is he still going to be doing this when he is, like, in his 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s? Because that is basically a cradle snatcher. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. I feel disgusted. Do you guys feel disgusted? If you do, please, please, please leave a comment underneath any of my like social media posts on Twitter, Instagram, or better yet, contact me. Uh, actually, don't scrap that. Just tweet this post out as many times, this podcast out as many times as you can to as many people as you can. And also to the Kardashian family, the Jenner family, because they seem to be supporting this kind of gross pedophilic behavior, and they all have, like, a bunch of kids. Do they think it's okay? And also on top of that, the Kardashian family, the Jenner family, the Hamlin family, the, the Bravo universe, the E! Network. Um, also, perhaps the Hamlin family and the Rena family. Because I think it's disgusting. And all all her castmates as well on Keeping Up With the... Not Keeping Up With Kardashians. um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because I want to see their reactions to this as well. Because obviously they've seen it. Obviously they all subscribe to all the Hollywood gossip columns. And they have like Google alerts on people and this and that. I just want to know what you guys think. And if you guys support me in my crusade to get rid of these kind of disgusting behaviors and that society just lets creep by, then tweet this out. Share this as many times as you can. Make your own podcasts about it or blog posts or YouTube videos or Instagrams or Whatever. Just share it. And we want to get rid of this behavior from society. We want to get rid of this disgusting male, I don't even know what to call it, um, toxic toxic masculinity, toxic, pedophilic, disgusting, nasty-ass behavior. If you agree, please just get this out into the universe. And I will be back very soon with something, hopefully something to do with a topic that does not revolve around this.